This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hey, that's pretty good. The Raptors winning a close one. By close, I mean very close. 110 to 109. They defeat the Orlando Magic, who they themselves have been struggling to get wins this season. The Raptors seeing this opportunity, seizing it as if it were a day. Carpe diem at the Big Bank Arena. Notable stuff. Uh, Scotty Barnes, I believe, had 19 in the first half. That's a huge deal. Gary Trent Jr. continues his wonderful defense that has led to a lot of steals and even more deflections, including the biggest deflection of the game, wherein the Magic had about eight seconds left, the opportunity to win the game. And, you know, maybe they get fouled or something and tie the game with one point. But they were only down one. They had the ball left with eight seconds. And good Lord, you wonder, is this going to be bad? Cole Anthony, he's at the top. He's looking ISO. And Gary Trent Jr. just, boop, knocks that ball loose, sends it into the backcourt. Anthony has to collect, dodge Gary Trent, and then hoist up a half-court heave. It does not fall in. And despite their very best efforts towards the end of the game, the Magic fall short, and the Raptors emerge victorious on the back of, I would say, a huge OG Ananobi run in the fourth. The continued excellence throughout this game of Fred Van Vliet and the wonderful flurry of Scotty Barnes scoring that we got in the first half, which it was wonderful. It was super enjoyable. And Delano Banton uh, closed out the game for the record. Not Precious Chua, not Cam Birch. Delano Banton finished with 10, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, four six from the floor. He's a plus four at the end of it all. And uh, yeah, he, he closed the game. The 45th overall pick, I believe. So that's... Uh, that's kind of wild. That's that's pretty impressive. And in a game, they won. So good for him. But okay, let's get into this rapid recap, this, this rapid thing that we do, right? And so hit the jazz and let's go. Scotty, don't stop. The clock runs and so does he. Bask in the revelry. Scotty parts the defense like Moses. The magic defense cries out, please don't expose us. 19 the first half on dunks, jumpers, they're the prey. He's the hunter. The magic felt sly and poked him in the eye. Can't stop him on the court. Use your finger as a fork. GTJ and OG bringing Sterling D and some threes. A well-rounded half from a well-rounded staff. 
some defensive lapses due to disconnected synapses. The magic are close, but we're getting a double dose of Scotty. He's back for the second half. Let's have a blast. The magic are working and the points won't come. Precious has the offense sticking like gum. To quote, the ball is mine. It's precious time. The trebuchet is locked and loaded. Left his hand and the ball done floated into the basket. The lead is back. Keep the magic in the casket. OG slides into space. Not once, not twice, not thrice, not thrice. He's got ice in those veins. He's insane. A scoring burst and a run. Isn't this fun? OG quotes Damar. I got us. I'm inclined to trust. OG, OG, Bobini, Banana, Fana, Fofi, B, B, My, Moji, G, OG. A pick and roll, Fred Van 3. Give those points to me. A rapid run by the Magic. Oh, they almost had it. Now 3-3 three and three after a Raptors victory. Hey, there it is, your little jazzy rundown that I give to you after each and every game. I hope you enjoyed it. But more so, I hope you enjoyed the game if you saw it. And if you didn't, uh, get ready for a little bit more information coming from me. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Rose Samson Folk. And let's talk about the game. Okay, so the way things started out is Scotty Barnes basically was feasting on what the Magic were willing to give to him. This is something that Nick Nurse also talked about in post-game availability. Uh, you can find those quotes at Orrin Weisfeld on Twitter. He's, he's posting them there. But very cool to see that kind of stuff happen. They said, well, this is our game plan. We're going to give him the middle of the floor. If he hits those shots, if he makes us pay, so be it. And Scotty Barnes brought out his ATM card and said, bring the money. You're going to pay. In this case, I guess Scotty is the card, metaphorically. And the uh, Magic Defense is the ATM. He is he's procuring money from them. He, he is getting it out of them anyway. He was doing a hell of a job getting into the open parts on the floor, finding baskets for himself, and really driving the Raptors' success early on. I believe, you know, they had like 15 points. He had nine points and five boards at that point in time. OG was trying to step into a little bit more of that creator role, and we saw him fall back into some of those disappointing looks that we saw in the first two games, particularly the first one, a little bit jumper heavy. When the ball comes to him, it sticks. He goes into a dribble package. He hasn't found a way to weave that into the flow of the game yet. And so for the first half, I think he really struggled as far as process goes. Luckily, though, for Scotty, who was doing a fantastic job of eating space and delivering on it, uh, Gary Trent Jr. also entered the fray as a offensive uh, playmaker, mostly for himself, almost exclusively so, but doing a hell of a job as a shot maker, I think, and stepping in when the Raptors offense was very much stuck in mud creating a couple shots for himself in the mid-range, relocating and forming up off of drives to make himself available from downtown. Only hit two threes in this game, which is not a lot for a shooter of his caliber. But two threes helps, especially when they're coming early, when the defense is stuck and the Raptors are adjusting to all the length that the Magic are throwing out at them on the other end. You have Mo Bamba, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., and Jalen Suggs. Cole Anthony is really small. Uh, Jalen Suggs is quite big for a guard, though. So that is a large lineup that the Magic trotted out there. It took some adjusting for the Raptors to get equipped uh, to deal with it. And eventually they got there, obviously. 110 points for this Raptors offense. I think a pretty good job there relative to the talent they have on the roster. And certainly the 22 points off of turnovers helped a lot. And good Lord, the Raptors, they only had seven turnovers this whole game. Really cool to see them take advantage, or not, not take advantage, 
take care of the ball in such a way, especially against a team like the Magic, who equally to the Raptors want to get turnovers, want to get out and run. They want to use that length to help stir stuff up. And Mo Bamba, 14, 18, and 5, was very disruptive early on. And so the Raptors getting used to that, finding holes eventually, particularly with Fred Van Vliet. I think he had the biggest struggles relative to his actual talent early on, but then really found his way towards the uh, the end of the game. Something notable as well, uh, Goran Dragic, second in game in a row where he did he got a did-not-play coach's decision. The vaunted DNP-CD. That's right, the vaunted DNP-CD. DNP-CD. I wonder if I could get really, really quick at saying that and still have it be something the audience understands. But anyway, a hell of a nod to both Delano Banton and, uh, well, I would say the trio of Banton, Barnes, and Van Vliet. A, Barnes, the maybe the least deserving to be included in this. Be, not, not that he's not playing great and doing fantastic things, just how much extra stuff he's taken on on ball really helps alleviate that stuff. And then Dolan O'Banton and Fred Van Vliet obviously doing quite a bit there too. Like OG Ananobi played 40 minutes in this game. Fred Van Vliet played 39. You know, it's Nick Nurse is pedal to the metal. Once again, he's still, you know, putting the screws on these guys saying, go win me games, play hard for the full, full like not the full 48, but 40 minutes is a lot for a regular season game. And obviously OG Ananobi is so vital to the the backbone of the Raptors defense like he helps them out in every single action they defend as a guy in help side as a guy on the strong side if he's involved in the primary action he just does wonders for the defense he helps out the guys he also disrupts things when he's there I mean he's fantastic and they obviously can't really afford to have him off the floor very often because of that that exact quality even though for the first like three quarters of this game, he struggled on offense. He, he was so important defensively that they weren't losing his minutes. Right. And he still spaces the floor. Even if he did start out over five from three, he still adds spacing. He still has gravity as a shooter. All that being said, I mean, yeah, Goran Dragic, he's out of the rotation now. Like it seems officially, uh, Delano Banton, 10 points, five boards, two assists, two steals, had a very successful stretch of play where he was on ball a lot. Uh, that that came later in the game. In the first quarter, they gave him, a, I would say, a lengthy stretch where he was operating as the primary. He couldn't really get anything going downhill and was stuck above the break for most of his actions. As slick a ball handler as he is relative to his size and kind of his, the dimensions of his body, he, uh, you know, he he couldn't really get downhill. He would he would get a guy with a move but he's just not quick enough to deliver on the space he creates to turn that into downhill momentum. And we saw the returns of that early on. But yeah, Fred Van Vliet and Banton, particularly with a little bit from Barnes and Ananobi, coming together, creating an amalgam of a point guard position, I guess, because they obviously, Nick Nurse has decided they have no need, literally none, for Goran Dragic or Malachi Flynn, which I'm sure, particularly for Flynn, is heartbreaking, heart-wrenching even. That's that's tough to deal with if you're a guy trying to break into the league. But, you know, the Raptors, they they went for it. And in the first half, I also thought it was quite clear that Kem Birch was playing a better brand of center than uh, Precious Achua, who I think this was a very bad game for Precious. I thought he struggled dealing with Mobamba. 
And I thought he really struggled to finding his place offensively. And as I said in the rapid jazz thing, like he makes the offense stick and in his mind, it's precious time. And that, that does ring true. He does call his own number repeatedly. He does make actions that would initially run for a certain amount of time, run longer because he's exploring his own avenues as paltry as they may be. And uh, yeah, just a little tough to see. You want him to fit in with those guys a little bit better. But again, he's trying to service his own game, the unique aspects of it as a ball handler at his size and all that kind of stuff and as a scorer. So you understand why he's doing this. I just think Birch currently fits in better with that five-man unit. And I think that was particularly noticeable when you look at how Scotty Barnes kind of was removed more so from the game in the third quarter. And a lot of that is because Precious Achua was in the game trying to make things happen himself. And not that's not the sole reason, of course. The Raptors were a little bit stuck in a lot of their sets, but particularly the ones that involved Precious. And they, there's definitely some correlation there that he's not greasing the wheels for anybody else at this moment in time in a lot of actions, right? It's uh, it's it's Precious ball, I think, when he's out there, when the ball touches his hands and that kind of stuff. And so... Uh, and that's not as effective as any other type of ball that the Raptors play. Fred ball, OG ball, Scotty ball, whatever, right? It's You want one of those guys with the ball in hand for the bulk of possessions. You don't want a run that's been defined by Precious because in, in most cases, it will be a negative run for the team. And I, I think that that was uh, something that we saw in this game. But uh, the fourth quarter I thought was awesome because we saw a return to form for OG and Fred in particular. Barnes, you know, he didn't factor into the game offensively as much as he may have liked or would have liked after his huge uh, first quarter and first half. I mean, it was awesome to watch him work. But OG sliding in as more of an ancillary or probably tertiary option and as a shooter and a guy who's getting out on the run in transition really finding his mark. He was underperforming his shooting talent at that 0-5. He was missing shots inside the arc after trying to create. It wasn't that he was, you know, taking these incredibly difficult three-pointers. He was missing some spot-up three-pointers, and he's been a 40% roughly uh, three-point shooter for a couple years now. So it it was obvious that things were going to come around in some way. Two of eight, obviously, is his best night from three, but it started well in the fourth quarter, and he did finish well, I think, not only on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. And Fred Van Vliet finding gaps for himself as a shooter, as a guy who could score in the half court, and particularly in the pick and roll, fantastic to see. He got a switch, hit a shot. like That kind of stuff is really nice because Fred does have to be a factor offensively. And both those two, OG and Fred, the de facto leaders of this team, in its current state, you know, uh, leading them to a win, I think, and really helping usher in that, I believe, is a 13-0 run. Even though the Raptors gave up an 11-0 run later in that very quarter, uh, the fact that Fred and OG really helped author a 13-0 run, I thought was very, very big, very impactful. And Banton coming in to help close was really funky, really cool. Uh, very interesting to see. So, uh, Also, Chris Boucher, I think, deserves quite a bit of love for his game in this one. Uh, very mobile defensively, I would say. Probably his best defensive game so far. Provided more offensive punch than I think uh, we've been seeing from him so far in this in this season. Although it is young, this is something I've been talking about. You know, Chris, Chris Boucher should never be out of the rotation 
even though he's not playing as much these past few games. He's getting used to the speed. He missed preseason. He missed training. Like he, well, he didn't miss training camp. Sorry, he only missed preseason. But he dislocated his, you know, his finger, and he had to get surgery, and he had to do all that kind of stuff. And you know, he had, he had to come back. But his offensive talent registers is quite high on this roster. So when you get him back in the game, give him some time to adjust, and it'll come around. It's no surprise that it did. He did a you know a hell of a job in this game. His eighteen minutes came with a plus eighteen. He was effective shooting the ball. I thought he was an effective defender in this one, even if sometimes he does fall prey to a, you know, a misstep or misplacement, misrotation, something like that, right? But uh, a very positive game, I would say, for him in this one. Uh, Svi was in this game as well. He had kind of a, a buzzer-beating baseline jumper that was urgently put up, and he helped save a possession. But for the most part, I think it was... Uh, a, a one-note performance from Svi with a couple notable plays uh, plugged in, including a couple steals, so good for him. But uh, you wonder, you know, if Yuta Watanabe, whenever he comes back, when Pascal Siakam comes back, if Svi has failed to leave his mark in this regard. But the Raptors, awesome defense. The offense came around in a big way towards the end of the game, and they were able to hold on. Uh, the most <laughs> the stupidest thing, right, is Jalen Suggs goes to the line, and the Raptors, you know, crowd starts chanting Barnes is better at him, which I think, you know, that's in super, super bad taste. Jalen Suggs, like there were rumors, right, that Jalen Suggs tanked his workout or something like that, right? I'm telling you right now, that is absolutely false. He did not do that. And so don't believe that, A. But the fact that like maybe a rumor like that could lead to the crowd chanting Barnes is better at him, really dumb. He's a 20-year-old kid who got drafted after Barnes. Barnes is the bell of the ball. He got drafted fourth. And, you know, a lot of Raptors fans were actually upset when that happened. A lot of Raptor fans wanted Suggs. So Suggs is getting like, you know, as far as what's happening with the media, he's getting his name placed in a lot of different places. He ends up getting drafted after. He doesn't say anything bad about Toronto at all. He, he just goes to Orlando, starts to put in the work. And uh, goodness me, he just got drafted after <laughs> Barnes. Why is he getting, you know, crapped on when he's at the line, getting chants like that? I think that shows very poorly on the crowd, to be honest, because that, I just think that's in really poor taste. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm one of the only people who thinks that. But to me, that seemed in poor taste. I didn't like it at all. But uh, Reggie Evans award winner. I mean, he could almost get it every game, right? Gary Trent Jr. Fantastic deflections, steals, getting after it off ball. Uh, his defensive output has been palpable. It's been something that everybody has been able to notice so far this season. And uh, if you haven't, I'm here to tell you it's real. And if you're missing it, just watch him a little bit more on uh just watch it a little bit more on that end. I think it's it's kind of been something to behold so far. His activity has been awesome. But uh, top quick reaction comment is from Mexi Baller. Quote, why is there such poor game clock management? The Raptors are up two possessions by four points with 52 seconds left. And we take a shot with 16 seconds left on the 24 second clock and 40 seconds left on the game clock. If we burned clock, there's no possible way that Orlando can have two possessions without fouling. We literally gave them a free possession by shooting early in the shot clock, and it almost cost us a game because we handed Orlando that extra potential game-winning possession. Nick Nurse has to be smarter than that. Gary Trent bailed his ass out, end quote. Yeah, I'm not so sure if that's like a Nick Nurse thing. He's not on the court. 
players do what they want. They're reacting to stimuli. And uh, most people actually urge teams to play normally instead of protecting the clock. I've seen, we've all seen a lot of teams lose games when they go into protective clock, like protecting the clock play style. So, but as far as Gary, like bailing his ass out, I don't think so. I thought Nick had pretty good calls as far as like the rotations in this game. And, you know, Gary Trent Jr. certainly played well. He deserves a lot of credit for poking the ball loose at the end. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, players do stuff that coaches don't want all the time. And, uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet is as seasoned a point guard as it gets relative to the NBA. I mean, he, he's played in the NBA Finals. He's played in a bunch of meaningful playoff games. He's played a ton of possessions as a lead guard. And, uh, you know, these are, these are reads that are being made live on the court. So just it's something to notice. I, uh, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Nick Nurse has uh, control over the roster to that degree. Like people, coaches and players disagree all the time and players react to the stimuli on the court that makes them do certain things. It's, you know, it's something that happens all the time. An offensive player sees a shot they feel like they can make. A lot of times they, they take that shot. It, there's it happens so often in the NBA and uh yeah to the point where I would say nurse has completely bungled this Gary saved his ass I I don't think so I think that's just something that happens all the time but thanks for writing Mexi Baller uh listener thank you for tuning in I hope you enjoyed it sincerely uh thanks thanks for giving me the time but where they got into this in the morning or at night have a blessed day and goodbye <laughs>